Hello and welcome to the uh, seventh episode of the IMO podcast. I'm your host, Yusuf Musa. How's everybody been? How's your week been? How's, you know, how's life? How's everything, man? Well, just, you know, I can't talk to you right now because I'm facing a screen and a mic and I'm alone and there's no, I can't, I wish I could talk to you all, you know, but you know, I hope your life's doing well. I always find it a stupid question, like, how's your life been? When I can't get a reply, but I hope it's well. And if it's not good, just understand that life is a roller coaster and it's full of surprises and happiness and virtues. And, you know, happiness is not a, a, a goal. It's um, the past and all that bullshit. You know, I've been doing fine. I've been doing fine for... This week, this week was a fun week. I did a lot of shit, a lot of shit. No sort of provoking thought processes, though. No like forgiving for the devil and all that shit. Which you know, those sort of processes come from loneliness. So I'm glad, you know, my week from today was my week so far has been um, less lonely because I decided to hang out a lot. Given the, the nature of the uh, podcast that I had uh, last one, I just felt something was missing, and I didn't know what it was, but um. No, at least, at least it's also at least uh, I did stuff and we should talk about it and all that shit. Um, what did I do? What did I do? Uh, oh, actually, by the way, before I start with everything, there's been um a bombing in Lebanon right now as we speak today, and the news outlets are covering it and all that. Um. Well, the Arabic news outlets, I don't know about the BBC and the other... Maybe, obviously, the Times would cover it on the World News page, but I don't know, BBC, in terms of mainstream news media, would cover it, but there's been a bombing. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, anything political about... You know, anything about geopolitics and <clears throat> the way Lebanon is positioned. It's right next to Israel, and Lebanon is the home to uh, Hezbollah. And if you read my description and all that shit... You, now I was raised in a, um, a sort of Hezbollah-occupied territory for eight years. Then I moved to another area called Aramun. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully there's no Israeli interference. Otherwise, uh, there might be some sort of retaliation or war. Um, and uh, I'm scared for that because I've got a brother who lives there at the moment, who, tra- who lives used to live in the UK, like about... F- a month, a month after the lockdown, and decided to just move to Lebanon because he was, just couldn't handle the sort of sort of life there. He's a filmmaker, so he, he's some of an artist. So I'm guessing he's, uh, he went to Lebanon just to. Uh, I haven't really asked him a conversation about. It. I don't know why, but I'm guessing he went to Lebanon just to experience something. You know, you know that's what like artists do. They like to experience shit. Even if it's good or bad. And he's in Lebanon, uh, calf. And I'm guessing he needs some sort of creative inspiration. Because his last film was based on a car accident he was in. And I think he realized that his mind isn't some sort of Tolkienian mind or, or a Philip K. Dick-like mind. And he needs his experiences to, to create stories. So I'm guessing this is his virtue. And plus he's, he was planning to go there to take advantage of the uh, booming, or somewhat booming, um, uh, Lebanese film scene, which uh, is pretty is pretty booming at the moment. I mean, uh, in the last decade, we've had uh, two foreign films that were nominated for an Oscar. One of them was uh, Café Naum, which was, uh, you ever seen uh, Francois Truffaut's, uh, what's that well, well-known film? Francois Truffaut, uh, it's, it's a movie about a kid. Let me just search up Francois Truffaut. Truffaut, um, shit, I can't remember the name. Oh yeah, the Four Hundred Blows. Have you ever seen that film? A fucking excellent film. If you, if you if you think movies aren't good anymore, and like old shit was better, like The Godfather and all that shit. If you're one of those people, then you know go go check out the Four Hundred Blows. It's pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. I I don't know if there's any way to get it through streaming services. So I think you're only best to bootleg it on Pirate Bay. It's not on Showbox. Don't listen. If it's on Showbox, then I'll probably subscribe to Showbox. But I don't think it's on Showbox. I highly doubt it's on Showbox. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Four hundred blows. Yeah, Kafanom is a um, 
similar to the 400 blows in a way where it's a kid and living through the life and in in the same way he's uh, he's experiencing how about uh, maybe i mentioned this in the podcast before i don't know but in a similar way he's uh, experiencing the he's he's a portal to the world uh, at the moment which is the sort of stagnatingly high syrian immigrants that are now in lebanon and his journeys throughout that it's a great movie i think it's on amazon prime i don't know if it's still on amazon prime let's go check that out uh, amazon prime cafe no uh cafe so it's uh, c a p E R N A U M Capernaum 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 uh, Yeah, I think yeah, it's included with Prime. Yeah, eight point four on IMDb. Bitches got nominated for best picture. Got nominated for best foreign film. Sorry, would have won it if uh, if the guy from Roma didn't make a film that little fucking Mexican cunt getting all them Oscars, bruv. Not Alejandro Gonzalez in your too. Uh, funny story of Alejandro Gonzalez in your too. I'll say that later, but um, well, Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah, Alfonso Cuarón's Roma won best uh, best uh, director, best foreign film, best uh, cinematography, I believe, and he did the cinematography, which is you know a high fee. I haven't seen Roma. It's on Netflix, so if you want to check that out. So maybe my brother went there to just take advantage of the of the booming filmmaking scene because there is an art scene going on. Uh, going on, and I said it's booming. So he went there just to experience. Life and Corona in in a sort of third world country. Um, so I'm guessing he did it for the experience. He's working at a cafe, which feels very Orwellian in terms of you read um, the Down and Out between Paris and London, where which is the book that highlighted Orwell's first experiences into uh, into poverty and where later on made him a socialist. Uh, great book, great book, very well read by George Orwell. So it's an autobiography, uh, Down and Out between Paris and London. He goes in and. Um, he he experiences poverty for the first time. Goes uh, from Eton uh, to uh, to straight no university, no nothing. Goes straight from Eton to work in France as a uh, as a, well. There's roller coasters as where he is. But one one funny quote, one quote that moment that resonates with me is that being poor is just mere complication. And uh, I don't know if I've spoken about this. I don't know. I really don't know. If I've spoken about it, I do apologize. But being poor is a mere complication of... Uh, is more complicated than bad. All you got to do is just try and... Uh, well, this is being poor in a first world country. Obviously, in a third world country, is much worse. All you got to do is figure out ways to find food. <laughs> and it's just complication and boredom. And being in, in poverty in a first world country. Which kind of, in a way, helped me just go ahead and go for my dreams, you know, because if I do end up at rock bottom, it won't be hell. It will just be boredom and complications. And at least the complications will just make my day busy. So at least we know the homeless are busy. Um, Apart from the fact that they've been uh, sort of, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what the issue with the homeless is. Obviously, there's a part of it, which is economic disparity. Which is a, a lack of a stable welfare system or something. I really don't know. I'm too young to answer that question. But, you know, that's it. So my brother was there and uh, we immediately called him after we heard the bombing. And uh, thank God he's alive. Uh, he, he he ditched his smartphone. He's, he's going on a spiritual journey. He's like, he did the Middle Eastern version of uh, the, the Karen who wants to go, uh, I, I'm going to travel to Europe and uh, I just want to discover myself. I'm going to go to Italy and I'm going to go to Spain and all those places. I, ju- I just want to discover myself, you know, just go on, a, on this spiritual journey, you know, you know, and, and just meet some people. I, I'll definitely fuck some Alejandros and some Marios, you know, those Italians, you know. <laughs> Some sort of Karen right there, but he's doing the the sort of uh, that version, but in an Arabic country. It's good to see your roots, you know. Go back because uh, we, me and him, grew up in Lebanon, and uh, he he's obviously um uh, uh, my my half brother, you know. So he he's 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 half Lebanese, so he has family there and all that shit. Yeah, my dad's married to two women, by the way. So um. 
Well, uh, what's it called? Uh, but yeah, I still consider him my brother. Um, uh, the, the, well, what's marriage to do and all that shit? Um, yeah, that was a big topic. Uh, so yeah, he's there, he's alive, and uh, I hope uh, if you're if you're in Lebanon or you have people in Lebanon or you're listening to this and you just care about geopolitical conditions and. Uh, and then you know, give your prayers to the people over there. They already came out of a revolution of unemployment, stagnating uh, economic inequality, and uh, government leaders stealing money. Like literally, they just stole ten million and left. <laughs> Which is uh, I don't know why that's funny. It's funny because when I'm privileged enough to live in a first world country and be a citizen of it, it's just funny to see that oh, this government person just took ten million dollars and and you and then just you just fucking went just fucking left and so yeah that just happened today hopefully there's no israeli interference otherwise if there is we will be experiencing another proxy war in the midst of lebanon and uh, i don't know if it'll be a, a proxy war there will certainly be iranian influence and given that condition there will certainly given the fact that it will certainly be Iranian influence, given the fact that Hezbollah is a sort of five-term for Iranian uh, propaganda, because they're funded and backed by Iran. And uh, Saudis will get involved, obviously, to help the Israelis, and then maybe America will come in, and then China would come in, and then Russia would come in. It will be, it will be a similar situation to what happened in Syria. Maybe the things will escalate to the point where all countries have to give up their influence. Otherwise, World War Three will start because that's what happened in Syria, where you had Russia and China and all those uh, Russia versus USA, Russia backing Bashar and uh, America not backing Bashar, obviously. And um, the eventual escalation of it would have led to um, uh, World War Three if uh, America didn't back down. Which, um, I don't know, there's lots of complicated issues with Syria, considering the fact that uh, Obama didn't fully uh, go against the Bashar regime when he had to and wait for things to escalate even further, and then he came in. You know, I don't know. I really don't know. If, if it, it all depends on the next president. If Joe Biden becomes the next president, then we'll definitely see a proxy war in the Middle East. Um if Trump remains, we won't because he's too busy fucking with the American economy. Um, someone's behind me. Ah, they went. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think any of the American candidates are good. They will just proper follow an agenda. <sighs> if America was a dictatorship, you, my bullshit would be more clear. But they will just follow some sort of pathway that those promised by the Americans, you know. Those people with their freedom and freedom of thought and expression left the monarchy. And, yeah, God knows. God knows. Um, so, yeah. My brother's in Lebanon. <laughs> Another tangent and all that bullshit. So I recorded the podcast on... Wednesday published it. Oh no, recorded on Tuesday, published on Wednesday. By the way, the date today is the fourth of the fourth of August, twenty twenty. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, and it will be published on a Wednesday as usual. So I published my podcast on Wednesday. Then I just played Apex with my mates on that day. A lot of Apex, Apex Legends. So that was my Wednesday. It's fun to play with close friends because they always just take the piss out of you. <laughs> And we usually take the piss out of them. It's always fun. It's always fun. And then Thursday, I went to... Uh, I, I failed to mention this on episode 5, but I started D&D again. And by again, I mean I'm back to D&D. I've got, I've got a sick-ass character. I went to my mate's house to do D&D, but let me get to my character. I've got a sick-ass fucking character. His name is Miyamoto Musashi, named after the creator of the Book of Five Rings. He's a monk. He's a four-element monk. And originally he was a fire element monk, but then he realized he is basically the last airbender. But listen, it's not. Trust me, my character's way different. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Miyamoto Masashi and then realized that uh, the sort of pursuit for power, he, he realized that if you focus on one element, the end goal is the ego 
ego-based pursuit of power so he decided to go focus on all elements and now he's dedicating his studies to learn all elements um some very uh weeaboo shit a lot of weeaboo shit um yeah so that's my character Miyamoto Musashi um he's a fucking monk which means he has key and he can he can basically uh five key and with one opponent he can basically hit them 15 times if that's not enough to kill an enemy then I don't know um so yeah I'm a pretty fucking savage oh and he's adopted by the uh dark elves who worship the spider queen sort of like a Moses story oh we found him in a lake pharaoh please don't kill him he's not gonna end your fucking empire and free all the Jews (laughs) he's not gonna do that um, uh, it's all that Moses story, but um, yeah, he's a human. He's a Furian. For those that don't know Dungeons and Dragons, it's basically you create your own character in this world, and you have a DM who progresses the story within those characters. Meanwhile, following the strict rules of uh, sort of dices and all that shit. So you have a D twenty, which is a, a twenty dimensions. As that's what the D stands for, and you roll that for. That's your standard dice, and you just roll that to, or, or like a d6 for attack damage and all that shit. So you roll that and see. So depending, and there's stories going on, but the beauty of it when you do in person, there's a lot of alcohol. There's a shitload of alcohol, like, and uh, me and my mates have this rule where if you roll a twenty or a one, uh, if you roll, if you roll a natural twenty or a one a natural 20 being that it's a 20 without the modifiers uh which your character has like sometimes there's like plus six on decks and you if you land a 14 that's an unnatural 20 but a natural 20 would be straight up at 20 and if you roll 20 or uh, a natural 20 uh or a one uh you get a shot of uh in this case it was rum and uh so yeah very alcohol infested that day was a lot of rum oh crazy folk I had a compliment from one of my mates who listened to his podcast his name is Kane uh, he's a DM for this D&D Kane if you're listening what up my man um, his name is Kane um, and uh, he gave me a really nice compliment but I don't know if I deserve it because he said um he mentioned the show Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which uh, which is a great show on Amazon. Is following the path and career of this comedian uh, woman in the nineteen sixties, uh, which is a great show, very well written. I love that show, but you know, it's it doesn't it doesn't perfectly show the life of a comedian. It's more of a a drama with the comedian involved, a female comedian involved, where the where the main character is a female comedian. It feels like Gossip Girl, but a female comedian. Sorry, I love this show. I actually like it, but it doesn't... It fails to highlight the life of a comedian. I don't think any movie... Robert De Niro failed at that shit, all right? And that movie was written written by Jeff Ross, one of the greatest roastmasters ever. Actually, the roastmaster of our generation. If you ever want some more Jeff Ross, uh, watch his uh, stand-up special, uh, Bumping Mics with David Tell. Oh, mate, David Tell's a fucking legend. If you, if you want someone who's infectious in terms of timing and writing... Go watch that bumping mics and see the master that is David Tell. Oh my fucking god, David Tell is brilliant. So yeah, he he mentioned Marvel Smith of Maison. We had a conversation, and he said, um, "You know who you remind me of, uh, Lenny Bruce." And um, once he knew, like he knew the history of Lenny Bruce, and I was like, and I was like, I don't like I'm I'm a comic, but like I I thank you, but I'm not someone who's gonna. I don't know, depending on how crazy I am. Maybe I'll probably do it. But Lenny Bruce, on the, when the police were gonna get him, were gonna catch him for. Uh, for those that don't know Lenny Bruce, he's the uh, he fought a battle that most comedians are fighting right now, which is um, the idea of freedom of speech in terms of jokes. And at the time, the Cold War was going on. Uh, not the Cold War. Um, yeah, the Cold War was going on. And there were, like, insane laws of obscenity, which is you can't say something obscene. And obscenity is just... It's an umbrella time. There's nothing, you know, around it. Um, So, it, because of his jokes, he was in prison so many times. And 
and but he still maintained uh, maintained everything he just kept on moving forward and doing jokes and putting out albums his album live at Carnegie Hall I feel like I've mentioned this before am I repeating myself please tell me for someone someone out here please text me on 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 my Instagram sorry this might sound like a plug-in but text me on my Instagram Yusuf101 Yusuf is ran the same way it's ran on the podcast 101 just please text me on that if I'm repeating myself a lot because I feel like I've repeated this story so many times um so yeah and then uh obviously the, we I've probably I've definitely mentioned this I think I've mentioned this before they met uh, one time Lenny Bruce was in prison and he met George Carlin. Uh, well, no, they both went to prison at the same time because they were performing together. And that's what later on inspired George Carlin to become George Carlin. Seven words you can't say on television and and all that shit. And the, the guy who says the most radical shit, uh, controversial as fuck, but one of the legends. Uh, um, so, yeah, he called me the Lenny Bruce. Like, I remind him of Lenny Bruce and I'm like... I don't know, man. I'm only 20. I only started stand-up when I was 19. And I've only done, like, 20, 18 gigs because of the corona and and uh, my eczema, which happened uh, early February this year. So And because of uni. So, I don't know. Maybe my personality rings that type, but I don't know. I don't really want to take credit for being compared to the great Lenny Bruce. But thank you for the compliment. It gave me a smile. It really did give me a smile. It really did give me a smile. So thank you, Kane. But it is a tough comparison. Compare me to Lenny Bruce, one of the greatest comedians of all time. I don't, I don't want to take that shit. But yeah, I appreciate it. He, did, he, did ha- he does have a funny joke, Lenny Bruce. He's like, this was in the 1960s where homophobia was illegal. And he's like, must be great being gay to take it to prison and fuck you. <laughs> Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah so that's uh, Lenny Bruce's humor that's one of the few jokes that land um, and then uh, uh, so I played the ND lots of alcohol lots of uh, all that shit oh and my friend uh, my friend's house Casey uh uh, Casey, you said you'd listen to this podcast, but I don't know if you will manage to reach episode seven anytime soon. But he had a beautiful dog. Her name was Daisy. Oh, she was so oh, I love Daisy. I love Daisy so much. As an Arab, I can't have a dog because of Islam, and they ban dogs and all that shit. We can have cats, but we can't have dogs. So, which is a fucking annoying. Like, what the fuck, son? We can have cats, which are the literal embodiment of Lucifer himself in fur form. And not a dog, which is the literal embodiment of love. Like, fucking dogs love you. Cats are like, okay, motherfucker, just give me the phone. And I'm just going to act cute and not do anything. Whereas dog is like... Yeah, give me the food, give me the food, give me the food. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love you, I love you. Start soaking you, start showing affection once you get in. Hey, food person! Ah! <laughs> so it's like, no, it's funny. It's, it's, it's just a bad logic. Honestly. It's bad fucking logic. Um, I think the only reason Muhammad allowed cats in the household is because. Cats are a great way to kill the rats and mice in the household. So, you know, that shit. Um, so it was more of a, a hunting animal. Uh, plus, the Iranians like their cats. I know that from the Alexander Gray movie. They love their Persian cats. I know the grumpy cat was a Persian cat, wasn't it? One second. Grumpy cat was an American internet service she was known for a permanent grumpy facial expression nah Persian cat was different Persian cat is like kitty galore before the whole uh, skin yeah Persian cats a cat breed the Persian cat is a long haired breed of cat characterized of cat characterized by its long round face and short muzzle, it is also known as the Persian long hair. In the English speaking countries, the first documented ancestors of the Persian 
were imported into Italy from Iran around nine, around 1620. God damn, son. Yeah, so Persian cat is the light one. Like, you know, the one that looks like Katie Galore from the first Cats and Dogs? That one. Uh, cats versus dogs. Is it cats and dogs or cats versus dogs? Uh, cats versus dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cats versus dogs. Man, that movie is a classic. Katie Galore. Mr. Tinkles. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum played Professor Brody? God damn. Michael Clark Duncan played Sam. Sean Hayes plays Mr. Twinkles. Damn, son. Oh, and uh, Toby Maguire played Blue. Yo, that's a, that's a good cast right there. No wonder the movie was successful in its way. Oh, yeah, I remember Jeff Goldblum, wasn't it? No wonder he has such a friendly face. This guy's ingrained in my childhood. He was the doctor who had, like, a mad science laboratory in his house, despite the fact that he's unemployed. It's very strange that he has that fucking laboratory. Uh, and then the, and the when Revenge of Kitty Galore, Cats vs. Dogs, Revenge of Kitty Galore. It was a 2010 film. I, I saw it, despite the fact of being much, me being much more mature. But it was a skinless cat. It was one of those um, pharaoh cats, the ones that look like mummies. It was a fucking who would buy that cat? So I don't know. It encompasses my personality. I love this cat. That fuck off. The people who say who buy a cat because it encompasses their personality are the people who buy skinless fucking cats. Pretentious fucking assholes. Um, so yeah it's nice to have a dog around and I never got a dog which is annoying I hate that struggles of being a Muslim uh, it's funny how um, you know Jews always have that joke of them not celebrating Christmas well we're okay with not celebrating Christmas because we still celebrate in our world but we're not okay with the fact that we don't get dogs like I hate like oh we can't pray after touching the dog Yusuf don't get the dog so fuck you I want a dog man I want something to just love me unconditionally as opposed to something that loves me because I take him on dates um so yeah that's what happened and I, I tasted rum for the first time on that day I never had rum I usually just go for whiskey gin cider and uh, that rum was good. It was a woody rum, sort of like a woody tone. Wood tone. It's weird to say earthy wooden flavor because who the fuck tastes woods? Like the only time you taste wood is when you're using those wooden utensils. But it has, it had that tone. And it, the first like 25, 15, 25% of sipping it, it feels invisible. Like it's just, it's just weird. And then it kicks in. I like it. It had a delay. I like rum. Okay. Uh, just someone scared me. Um, that happened. Oh, when I ended up smoking. I don't smoke cigarettes that often. But I ended up smoking, um, like, free cigarettes rolled up. Because I'd, I enjoyed my position there. Plus, cigarettes tend to lower my anxiety anyway. So, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and then, um... What happened on Friday? Friday, I had my uh, first consultation meeting with the, uh, you know, the fact that I'm getting fired. So there's like private consultation meetings with my manager. I uh, told her my secret weapon, although I don't think it would work because I realized many people have that secret weapon. So I don't know. Uh, she did offer me some jobs and, uh, you know, it was just me, like standard procedures, analytics, and but I need to tell you this, 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 because that it makes it more illegal, makes it more legal, and all that shit. So it was that. Um, great to see. And it was with my um, one of my managers, so it's good to have her there. Good to have a familiar face. And then, um, what else? What else happened? Um, she offered me the... Uh, uh, she offered me a lot of jobs. I considered one of them. So that's all. I get it. Um, still haven't applied for it yet because the app that I can apply through doesn't work and I need to contact IT. 
the my account, or I'm gonna have to go to Harrods themselves and apply there. Uh, although the deadline is on the tenth for application for it, so uh, Saturday, Sunday is when I work, so eighth and ninth I could just do it in my lunchtime or break, so it doesn't matter. Although I highly doubt the computers are available at that time. Um, what else? Consultation happened. What else happened on Friday? Uh, Nothing much, I just sat down and just checked, played Apex. Then uh, Saturday, went to work as usual, and Sunday, got to see the manager that I had a consultation with, good to see her in person. Uh, you know, not all my managers are dead except for that one manager. And then, who was quite chill recently, maybe she knows I don't like her, now she realizes, oh, maybe I'm an asshole, I need to quiet down. Sort of situation. Um... Sunday, and then, uh, Monday, I believe, oh no, Sunday, I check my phone, and I check my, uh, analytics for the podcast, and I realized I hit 100 downloads. Now, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you'd know that I said, if I hit 100 downloads before the end of this month, I will share in a public toilet, um, but thank God it was on the 2nd of this month. So, a bit late, motherfuckers. Thank God I ain't shit in public toilet. I ain't shit in public toilet. Fuck that shit. Nope. So, 100. Downloads. Thank you to everyone who listened. I know. I'm, I I don't want to talk. I, I feel like... I feel like if I keep constantly looking at the numbers in which my podcast grows, even though I have to, I feel, I feel like I have to contain myself even more because a lot of people are listening... So I'm trying to not look into analytics anymore because 100 downloads is a lot for for like on six episodes. So that's like a month and a half of episodes. Um, and it's 100 downloads. So thank you all for listening. I know we have uh, viewers from viewers from Northern America and South America. Let's let me just go on it right now. Let's go login. Um. Let me log in on the analytics real quick. Uh, stats, last three days. Uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? Episode download. More time, more download stats. The sun locations. All right, so 13% of my listeners, 13 downloads in Northern America and those areas are in the United States, so San Jose, California, five downloads, god damn son, San Jose, what the fuck, San Jose, and this is in the last, the last five episodes, all episodes, let's see, San Jose, California, six episodes, Washington, Virginia, six episodes, Whitestone, New York, two episodes, god damn, that, that's crazy, and then uh, my highest rate of downloads is in Stevenage, England, I don't know, that's, that's accurate, because I don't know anyone in Stevenage. Um, United Kingdom, United States, France. So, shout out to people from Stevenage. 19 in Islington. 6 in San Jose. Uh, 6 in France. And 6 in Washington, Virginia. Oh, damn. With green and the rest is in Newbury. Hey, what up, Newbury guys? Newbury, Blackheath, Maidenheath, Wood green, Woodford Green. What up, Woodford Green? Bath, uh, maybe my friend, in there, Natalia. Uh, Milan, Lombardi. I've got, I got two listeners from Milan. Goddamn, son. And then uh, I think I have one listener from Latin America. Uh, Coventry from Brana Lima. Emilio Reggiano. Central Serbia. Oh, damn, we got Serbia. Belgrade, Piacenza, Brena from City of Westminster. Uh, one download. Nice. That's That's just nice to see. So, um, maybe, maybe Whitestone, New York was, uh, Mark Norman. So Mark Norman, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if Mark Norman doesn't this. By the way, I posted, um, back to Mark Norman. Sorry, if you guys don't know comedian Mark Norman, great fucking comedian. He has a, uh, one hour special on YouTube. He, he's a fucking great comedian. The fact that this guy doesn't get the recognition he deserves is very worrying. Um, but, um, yeah, great fucking comedian. Mark Norman, and uh, he liked one of my posts, which was a story that he sent. So if you go on my Instagram, again, Yusuf101, you go on my Instagram, and there's this, uh, every joke is a miracle. This is, uh, like, with the rainbow flag and all that shit, and this is something that he posted, and I tagged him in it, 
tag Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Jim Jeffries, and Mark Norman, just the controversial ones. And I put Lenny Bruce on top as well. And he liked it. So maybe if he lives in Whitestown, New York, maybe he listened to it. But anyways, if you're the Whitestown, New York guy, it doesn't matter if it's Mark Norman. I don't think I'll ever get to meet that guy in person, not going to lie. But if it is, two downloads. Goddamn, son. Thank you, brother. Um, Whitestown, New York. I don't know which episode you listen to. I doubt you listen to episode seven. But 94% of the, in Europe, 13% in North America. Uh, what devices? Uh, so I got three from TuneIn Radio, uh, Apple Music, mostly from Apple Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, five from Deezer. Oh wait, no, this is all, I want all episodes. Uh, so three TuneIn Podchaser one. Um, so yeah, that, that's fucking cool, man. Just cool to see that. Wait, I already have oh, shit. I already have eight downloads today. The fuck. That's crazy, son. That's fucking crazy. Dealing with crazy something. I already have eight downloads today. Fuck, that's crazy, man. I love that shit. Love that shit. I love the fact that I'm growing, man. Thank you. Anyways, anyways, let's get let's not get too ahead of ourselves. So yeah, on Sunday, I, on Monday, Mark Moment liked uh oh wait, I posted on Saturday to every joke matters thing, and then I wake up on Sunday and I see that Mark Norman liked it. Fucking got me psyched, man. Mark Norman noticed me. It's crazy, son. Go, go, um, go check out his special out to lunch. He's a fucking great comic, a master of the of unexpected in terms of jokes. If you like joke writing, although not similar in terms of style, if you like joke writing similar to someone like a Stephen Wright on an Anthony Jeselnik or a, this people like that, well. Stephen Wright is a nonsensical. I think Anthony Johnson and Mark Norman have similar sort of writing. Both elite comics. I'm not going to get those two mixed up. Both are great comics, but like is that the sum of like two lines and punchline and all that shit and un- unpredictability and all that shit. Yeah, fucking, it's great. It's great to have that shit. Um. So yeah. All that, that I love, I love the fact it's still there. I made sure it's still there before I spoke about this. So yeah, go on the old jokes map and see that Mark Norman liked it. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, and I put location Mississippi because it's it's somewhat of a pro life sort of thing. Just to piss off those right wingers over there. Well, what up, Republicans? Ba, ba, ba. We have our differences, but we can have a conversation. Am I right? Unless um, they're a champagne white socialist, then you can't have a conversation. But you can have a conversation with me. I'm, I'm very open with with debates and all that shit. Not a debate. I just say your opinion. I don't like debates. I treat you like a human being, bro. Um. So yeah, what up, US? We're big. I made it. Um. Uh. So that's what happened. And then on Monday, I uh. Uh. So on Sunday. Oh, uh, on Sunday, because of the 100 downs, I decided to go to my favorite Italian, well, it's a local Italian restaurant. It's called Bono. Uh, I ate some carbonara and uh, had some wine just to, you know, celebrate. Fuck yeah. Celebration tonight. Celebration, celebration, celebration. Now, um, I didn't expect this wine to get me super fucking drunk. Like, it was actually crazy how drunk the wine got me. Um, I, I Like, I can play... Like on the on the uh, on the D and D day, I managed to play Apex with my mates, same friends who I I'll, I'll mention later on, and I can win a match, tipsy as fuck. But this wine turned on me, man. That fourteen percent alcohol is crazy. I think that's my weakness. Wine is my weakness. I'm, I become silly. I become lazy. I could be a bit racist, <laughs> a bit misogynistic, a bit sexist, a uh, bit of a hypocrite, a bit of a bigot on wine. Uh, they say your true self comes out with alcohol, but wine is Jesus's blood. So I don't think our true self comes out with Jesus's blood. <sighs> and um, yeah, no, they say your true self comes out with alcohol, but wine is Jesus's blood. And I'm pretty sure that's a false accusation because there was no anti-Semitism when I was drinking that wine. So yes, and. That's a complex joke. I don't think it's funny. But you know what? I don't even know if you, I did a bit of properly. I don't think you understand it. But you know what? Let's get... There's no crowd. Um, What else? What else? What else? Uh, had some jokes. Mental jokes. Haven't read anything still. I don't know why. Just... um, I don't know. Just... 
the the sort of uh, routine of laziness is not good for me. I'm gonna go have my point to the gym yet. I'm gonna go tomorrow just because uh, I want my program to be set. And uh, on Monday, uh, so I had that, and then on oh no, on Sunday I had the the, the wine and all that shit. And then on Monday. Uh, my friend who goes to Bristol Uni was leaving, and all of us decided to group up. My friend Mitchell, my friend Quinn, my friend Kieran. Shout out Kieran if you're listening to this, and shout out to all of you others if you're listening to this, even though I don't want any of my close friends to listen to this. It's weird, because I'd rather you get to know me in person, but <laughs> if you reach seven episodes, thanks. Um, so that happened, and then, uh, uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, yeah. So we went to Nando's and got that 50% off. Pa pa pa. Got some half chicken with two sides, peri peri chips, and some mashed potatoes. And uh, two starters, the halloumi, which was uh, fried with that little red sauce of, of heaven. I don't know what that red sauce is, but it's a beautiful fucking sauce. And some olives just to be, uh, continue on with the Middle Eastern trend. And it turns out my friend Quinan who ordered similar stars, so we were like, hey, let's just uh, split them up and not care on which one comes first. Yay, it's a party with starters! So that happened. Forgive me for the cringe. Um, oh, and throughout the week, I booked uh, two appointments, uh, one for my ear. I need a microsuction done. Like, literally, my ears are infested with earwax at the moment and they need to be soaked there with uh, as many hoovers that I go shove into your ear and then um the, a uh, hygienist appointment with the dentist and a uh, dental checkup I know I need a hygienist for sure so I decided to book that alongside the dental checkup um so that happened on Tuesday and uh, I'm a bit hungover and I'm doing this podcast I hope it it was well. Uh, oh, on and also on Tuesday, I had this massive argument with my sister. Basically, before I left, before I left to go hang out with my mates, um, I meditated and then started did my TM and started doing my stuff. And then um, I had an argument uh, with my sister regarding here's what happened. So I'm leaving, and my mom comes in and tells me, "Yo, you need to print something for me. I've been turning." You guys for a month to print it. Now, I don't know anything about it. I really don't know. If I knew, I would have remembered. My memory's quite well. Given this podcast, which makes me want to remember everything I do on a daily basis. Because that's how I generate content for this podcast. So, I'm pretty sure my memory's good, given the proof. Um, So, she tells me, oh, you got, I've been telling you guys for a month. And I was like, I was like, what is it? I've never heard of it. And then, I'll go ask your sister. And then um, I go to my sister and tell her, what's this? Uh, she said, I sent it to you on WhatsApp, go check. And then I was like, uh, was it a month ago? Yeah, yeah, I just go check. Um, and uh, so I was like, can't you print it? I'm in a rush to go see my friends. I was like, no, no, I've got a uni assignment to do right now. So can you please print it? So I was like, okay, I'll go print it. Uh, where's the paper? There's no paper. I have to look for the paper. And once I find the paper, it's all scruffed up and folded, and it's like n- not good for printing. Um, so I go on Amazon and order another pack of A4 paper because that's what we need to print this thing. It's a sort of delivery from Debenhams. Um, that my mom wants to return. Debenhams is a for the American people. Thank you for joining. Uh, uh for the American people. Um is a sort of a department store similar to it's not on the level of Harrods it's similar to um like a JC Penny that's what Debenhams is um so yeah we did that it's family owned history and all that shit nah. so um so she wanted to return that and I told her mom there's no paper all the paper's messed up and scruffed up oh, I can't print it for you I ordered you another pack you can wait tomorrow and then my mum goes and gives my sister some sort of... Well, yells at my sister. Not in a weird way, but just like... Just gives her gives her, gives her, her the salt. And tells her, I've been telling your sister for a month to print it. And none of you decided to print it. And all that shit. Now, the reason why they rely on me to print it is because... I have the password to the HP printer because I was the only one smart enough to not delete their fucking passwords once the phone gets, once they upgrade to a new phone. But, um, or once they, like, 
format their phone or anything, I make sure I keep that password. So I'm the one who has it, and I'm the only one who remembers it. Uh, who I don't remember it. Sorry, but it's on my phone. So I'm the one. I'm the I'm the gatekeeper of the printers. I'm like uh, Idris Elba from Thor, but I contain instead of the gates to uh, 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 as uh, gates to Olympus. Uh, instead of holding the gates to Asgard, Olympus. Jesus, it's not Percy Jackson. We're talking about Thor. Instead of being the gatekeeper to Asgard, I'm the gatekeeper to the printer. So I'm like, I'm like Idris Elba. But for Prince, you know, very noble position in the household. Very important position because my dad needs his boarding passes. Um, so yeah, uh, well. So that happened, and, and like I'm the only one who controls it. Maybe I don't remember. Maybe she, my sister, told me she's been telling me for a month uh, that she couldn't print it. So uh, then my mum gives. I was like, I've been telling you. I says it out loud to my sister. I've been telling you guys to go print it for a month. And I'm going up the stairs to go pick up my stuff to go leave home. And um, she comes in guns blazing hot with full anger and starts telling me. No, 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 I've been telling you, you should have printed it. No, 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 yeah, no, no. And calls me an animal in Arabic, which is much more insulting in Arabic than it is in English. Oh, you're an animal. No, it's not like that. Jimmy ate two, Jimmy ate 20 hot dogs in one go. He's an animal. Kat Zangano nearly beats Tipe Miocic. He's an animal. Um, so, no, it's not like that. Hayawan, which is the, the, the Arabic term, it's more like... Yeah, you're a fucking bitch. No, that sort of look. So you can't say Captain Garner was a bitch. You can't say that shit. So that's the sort of translation sort of way. And um, so, and I'm just sad there, you know, uh, maintaining the Bill Burr tactic, which is you should just not insult and talk so I uh, once you call me in and wait for them to show an insult because that's how family arguments work once you say an insult that's it you've won the argument it's like a mafia it's like um, what Michael Francis described when he's debating with mafia members once you insult them that's it you lose the argument so you got to figure out a way to say oh you're a liar but you're not really a liar and if the person insults you, that's like, okay, you disrespect, you, you disrespect me, motherfucker, that sort of thing. So that's how arguments work in the Arab household, or in my household. And um, so she calls me an animal, and now I can go guns blazing with my sharp, uh, dirty tongue, and I call her a uh, lazy, 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 which is also, it doesn't seem like an insult in, in, in English, but it's an insult. In Arabic, and she gets insulted by that, and I'm fuming. I'm like, she just called me an animal, and my mum didn't do shit. Uh, lazy isn't that big of an insult as animal. It, it isn't. It genuinely isn't. So, and my mum, I'm fuming because my mum didn't do shit. She's like, I, I just leave you two to it. It's like, because every time I interfere, the situation escalates even more. Uh, which, I wish she interfered this time, but I don't know. And then, so my ego is bruised. That's what I'm trying to say. I go up the flight stairs and my ego is bruised. And then I go check the messages just to see what messages she sent last month ago. And it turns out the message for the thing was on Thursday. And then I go to my sister and say, the message for the thing was on Thursday. It wasn't a month ago. So don't lie about that shit. And then she's like, oh, leave me alone. And then she goes up the flight stairs and starts crying. And I leave as the villain. And then today, literally... 10 minutes before recording this, the argument fires again, and she gives her point of view without my any of my defenses, and then I just tell my mom, I'm going to ignore her, like right in front of her, she's invisible, and she's like, I don't want to talk to you anyway, so just leave me alone, and <laughs> keep that in mind, and then I tell my mom exactly what happened, I treated her with utter respect at the start, and then she came in guns blazing in the stairs and called me an animal, and then... um then she starts talking with me. You know this. You insult me around my fucking future husband. Which I did, by the way. I mentioned that in the last episode. You insult me around my future husband. You insulted me around my best friend. You insult me every time and I take it. No, you don't. You don't take it. You always find a fucking redemption. Not gonna lie. And then the one time you insult me, I insult you in front of mum. You make a big deal out of it. Mate, I've insulted you in front of mum and... 
you've made the biggest deal out of it. Stop being a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, if I found this essay, it's all because of you. It's a late, you may force me to do a late submission yesterday. I fucking hate you. I'm like, okay. Oh, by the way, I'd like to add that one of the most savage moments happened when, when she went on, on Tuesday. This is not today. When she went crying up the stairs after the argument about the fact that I realized the text was on Thursday, not a month ago. Um, the text for the thing that I need to print was on Thursday, not a month ago. Uh, she was, uh, she came and she said, I hope God curses you <laughs> in Arabic. Now, based on what you've heard so far, the most simple terms sound fucking bad, even though God curses you is a big one. And I was like, he cursed me by the fact that I was born with you anyway, so don't worry. And then I shut the door down, left with my pajama shirts because I want to rush to leave this hellhole. And with my fucking de- black denim jeans and my F- Air Max uh, the 90s and just skidooed out. And it was like, fuck yeah, I defended my ego. Such a stupid waste of energy. Um, and then, you know, literally 10 minutes ago, I just had the same argument, part two, and my dad got involved, and I don't like it when my dad gets involved, because it, it just, it just makes me nervous, because that's my old man, you know, I don't want to, he, he, he's, a, he's, he's the sort of alpha male in the house, and, you know, he makes, he, 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 uh, he controls shit, despite the fact that I always take the piss out of him, um, so when my dad gets involved, it just makes me nervous. Um, plus he's, she's daddy's little girl anyway. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm mama's boy and she's daddy's little girl. So there's a sort of equality going on. So when my dad gets involved and because we live in a patriarchal society, PP patriarchal society among the Arab household, my dad's word is the final word. And sometimes my dad's word is to just protect my sister's ego. So I just back away. So that's what happened. No, pretty much. Um, as for comedy, uh, there was this Comedy Virgins venue that got cancelled because of the new corona restrictions because there might be a second peak. So it wasn't like a, a proper venue. It was like you get one minute online and I, t- I believe I spoke about this before and then or either five minutes live with a crowd and the crowd is outside the, 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 the stage and it's a pack 20 and they're all socially distanced and you just they're just watching a live recording of you like a just a camera of a stream to a, a large monitor and um yeah I, I just didn't want to do that it just felt it just felt like because i'm fairly new and i'm an amateur and i've bombed in that comedy versions room more times like that room i've never i've never killed in that room well i've never like had well, uh, you know i've never properly killed but it's not a good room for newbies because you get like TV personalities coming in. So that room's scary. Um, despite the fact that it seems not scary at all. It's the wrongest running open mic club. I've spoke about it before, you know, the fundraiser and all that shit. And then it got cancelled. So then my, my sort of genuine, my sort of regret to not apply was, sorry, but was deadened. Um, yeah, so uh, that's it, I'm guessing. Nothing much. Um, really, to be honest, nothing much, I guess. Uh, that's been my week. I hope I get back into writing. Um, still didn't finish the Bob Dylan book. Uh, got my Slaughterhouse 5 copy from my friend, which I forgot in his bag because he carries a backpack and I carry a bomb bag because I like to maneuver with lightweight and I can't. I still haven't decided to buy a backpack. Planning to buy a skateboard soon, so... Not going to be part of that skate apparel, despite the fact that it looks very functional for skating, and I like functionality with when it comes to clothing. So I might buy those little white jeans and put those uh, protective shin, uh, protective knee pads on it because I don't want to injure my knees. If, if, if I'm stand up, I need my knees to stand up, you know. Uh, so yeah, as a stand up, I need my knees to stand up. So I'm gonna protect that shit, even though like I look nerdy, and my elbows obviously because I've got that cubital tunnel syndrome, not carpal cubital from just resting my arms on my uh, on my uh, chair rest for too long on a shitty on a on shitty armrests for the chairs too long. Good thing I upgraded chairs, which has like lumbar support and all that shit. I'm just backing away on my chair because like lumbar support and all that shit. And, um, 
Yeah, nothing much. Uh, applying for a job within those, and hopefully uh, shit happens. I think I'll get it. Um, and if I get it, I'll speak about it. Um, yeah, this has been the sixth episode of the IMO podcast. Uh, listen, could, ever since, like, could you please just like I need this if you're listening to this at the end could you just I know this sounds like cheesy but that's the only way I can contact you guys like could you just follow me on Instagram and just tell me if the the, the, the episodes are lacking quality because well, it's starting to feel repetitive for me which is not a bad thing but it's just starting to feel like I don't know if it's good like the rate of improvement isn't there the note, the noticeability of a rate of improvement isn't there and it's all depending on my week. So please tell me if it's if these episodes are doing if you enjoy the episodes. So just please text me or or um or like just text me on uh, just DM me on Instagram. Yusuf one on one. Yusuf is ran the same way that the podcast did is, and then one hundred and one. Just yeah, just DM me. You know, I'll, 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 obviously I have a chat with you regarding the podcast and just let me know if you don't like it please or any any sort of improvement and you know oh i'd like to speak about this one of my friends uh before before i end this podcast one of my friends uh got a kid and i don't know someone needs to like he's he's, he's my age i think i spoke about this before uh it's like but the kid came out and his name is elio and he's so beautiful oh god it was the, like the the the, those people are powerful for having a kid at that age. No offense, but I was like, I need. We need some sources for, for like positive vibes for the idea of having a kid at such a young age. You know, given the whole pro-choice movement and all that shit, there has to be um a good enough positive sort of output towards the idea of having kids at a young age. Uh, I I I don't support the idea of having kids that are younger I'll say that but there has to be the, the argument against it there has to be you know someone there has to be both points of view of, must be available for someone to make a decision and I feel like there's a lack in that within the media so maybe someone could figure that out maybe I'll probably I don't know if this will ever be possible but maybe we'll like within three months time I'll just have them as guests for Young Parenthood, but I doubt it, given their personalities. You know, I would love to have a conversation with them. Maybe it's just, even if it's not a podcast, I just want to have a conversation with them. Um, Yeah, so that that happened. This has been episode 7 of the IMO podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, also, I did... Uh, one second. I can't leave you guys. I've got to say... Uh, apparently he's sleeping, the, 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 like, the dad and the mother are sleeping well. The, I think the mother is 19 and the dad is 19 as well. Man, that's crazy to say. Um, but, you know, all power to them if they want to go through with it. It's just a, a perfect demonstration of free will. And, you know, all I want is to show free will for myself. So why would I, why would I go against choices when freedom of choice when all I want is freedom to be who I am, so why would I go against them the freedom of them being themselves, wanting to decide for themselves what to do uh, it's a beautiful thing, this human choice this, the, the freedom to ability of choosing, just political pies and all that shit, so I don't know, there's some beauty to it um, yeah I recommended him, uh, but thank god he's not annoying at sleep but yeah, I recommended him five uh, HTP. Which if you have problems sleeping, just have some five HTP tablets. I know uh, there's a lot of products that make it, but find the best one, check the reviews, and go research. And there's also mushrooms. No, not psychedelic mushrooms. There's there's specific type of mushrooms that help with endurance, like chaga helps with endurance. And there's also mushrooms that help with sleep. Um, there's also mushrooms that help with brain processing and. Well, that shit is called Lion's Mane, that one. But I don't know, what the, I forgot the one for sleep. But, um, yeah, have those if you struggle with sleep. Or just use the Calm app and listen to them, to those nice stories. Just try a free trial. Um, anyways, my sleep has been good. I'm just tiring myself out with video games every night. <laughs> Recently, sorry, that burp was disgusting. I can smell it. 
Anyways, guys, I've got to end this. I love, I love talking to you. And thank you for listening uh, to another episode of the IMO podcast. Um, this was episode seven. And um, I love you all. I love you all for listening. And just DM me for, for you know, just any opinions on the podcast, on my Instagram, at uh, USIF101. So the UCF run and the way the podcast is run. And uh, 101. So... You know, just one zero one. So just DM me, man, because I don't know if these episodes are doing well. What I am is just trying to be myself here. You know, I'm trying the best to be as honest as I can, just following the, the Richard Pryor rule book. You know, that's that's all I'm trying to do. And I don't know if they're good or bad. God knows. But it seems to get some downloads, and I'm I'm, I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful because. Who, who, who knew honesty would get me a hundred downloads and I'll, I'll just keep going at it but i just w- want to know if you guys are enjoying it because i am i am a servant to you and you 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 make my life better so i just want to make your life better if you find anything of it debilitating or in any sort of way so just dm me man i love you all bye bye And uh, that was the last episode. And the end. Bye. That was the... No, that wasn't the last episode. That was episode seven. And that's the end of the episode. Bye-bye.